Howdy there, folks. You're listening to another exciting episode of You're Not My Father. Coming to you not so live from our studios here in Anchorage, Alaska. Get ready. I'm a podcast superstar. Hey, 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 it's Brando Greenman back with another episode of You're Not My Father. That's right, count them. It is episode three, and we're back with more stuff that your father should have told you, but maybe he didn't. And uh, maybe some things that he probably shouldn't tell you, but we're going to tell you anyway. All right, we're just going to jump right into this, and we're going to talk about loud kids. I've got loud kids. I don't know about anybody else, but my kids are are pretty loud. My son is like an echolocation device. Whenever he's separated from me in the store, I can find him wherever he's at. I can hear that that kid scream and holler and whatever else all the way across the store. I don't have to call my wife. I don't have to text her and be like, what aisle are you on? I know where he's at. I know exactly where they're at. So I just walk on down to wherever the noise is. And uh, I got to tell you, it's about 99% effective. There's that 1% of the time where it'll be the wrong kid. And I'll be like, whoops, not my family. Uh, And I'm not your father, kid. Even as I'm recording this right now, I can tell you my microphone is still picking them up. I've got my office barricaded with a big stool and uh, a probably a four by four yoga mat. That's four yoga mats put together. And I can still hear him talking about dinosaur King, Terry, Rex and Terry. And, um, yeah, they're on the living room. It's just, it's all the way down the hall around the corner. And, um, I can hear him stomping like somebody's trying to hammer nails into the wall. It's crazy. Everything this kid does is loud. And his name is Conan. Conan, however you want to pronounce it, he is loud. That's just what he does. That's all what he does. Um, <laughs> so speaking of funny things um, and being in the store and being loud, we went to the Halloween store. So I guess it's an Anchorage tradition where at some point there is a, a Halloween store that will show up around this time of year. And so this is like... Um, beginning of September and they come in and they throw a bunch of Halloween stuff into a store for two months or so. And, um, there you go. Um, all kinds of stuff in there. So we went in there today to look for, uh, a Halloween costume. So two things, (laughs) my wife does not believe in Halloween. She doesn't, uh, not that she doesn't believe it exists, but she, she does not partake in Halloween. So in Anchorage, there's a tradition, uh, it's called, um, trick or treat in the heat. And it's a little boy who um, apparently died from a, a, a disease. I think it was cancer or leukemia, something along those lines. Uh, really heartbreaking story. But he wanted to go trick-or-treating for the last time. And it was too early. So they were as a special event to get him to uh, partake and do trick-or-treating because that was one of the last things he wanted to do in life. And uh, it's become a tradition. So they do that and they charge money for it. Um, they give you a wristband and all that money goes to charity and you go to certain neighborhoods and trick or treat. So that's what we're doing tomorrow. Um, first time that the kids have ever gone trick or treating because my wife has never let that happen. But 
this year we decided that we were, uh, <laughs> she's probably listening to this and I'm like, no, you decided, mister. I kind of did, but they've never had the, <laughs> they've never been trick or treating before. And I thought it was a big, big deal for them. Um, I've always loved Halloween, probably my favorite holiday season of all time. Um, I love the skulls, the pumpkin pie, the candy. I mean, what's not to like? If you grew up in the 80s, Halloween was probably probably your thing, too. Um, I dug it. But um, we uh, <laughs> I decided that we were going to put the kids into trick or treat in the heat this year. Um, so we're, we're, we're doing that tomorrow. Um, Sophia is dressed up as a uh, ninja kitty, which is pretty cool. And Cohen, um, he has told me he wanted to be a warrior. So we got Sophia some ninja swords and he pulled out one of the swords and he kept hacking away at things. And yeah, rightfully so. It's like his name. <laughs> we were actually in another store, Value Village, and Sophia kept calling his name and fussing into him about something. And he's got this plastic battle axe, pretty big one. And some guy walks by and he's like, Conan, your son's name is Conan. That's a great name for a boy. And uh, <laughs> I think he mentioned something about he should rather have a sword. I was like, well, you know, technically sword and axe, Conan, the barbarian, use both. So um, not going <laughs> to get into semantics about that one. But anyway, um, he has wanted to be a warrior, knight, that sort of stuff. And uh, we went to the Halloween shop, and he has been watching the show on Netflix called Dinosaur King. Um, it's basically a knockoff of Pokemon. It even has a lot of the same voice actors. And um, yeah, pretty much a knockoff of Pokemon. But it, it's it's cool in its own right. But he's gotten into dinosaurs, so we walked in and... He saw a couple different things, the flash and ninja stuff or whatever. And he was kind of into that until he saw Triceratops <laughs> and he saw that outfit and he was like, I've, he didn't say this, but clearly by the level of hollering, screaming he made, he had to have it. Uh, that was just what he had to have. So, uh, he jumps up and down, he gets it. We would look at a bunch of other things and he changed his mind a couple times, but he kept going back to the Triceratops. So fast forward to this afternoon, and he is running around the house right now um, with the Triceratops helmet, plush helmet on. And um, <laughs> a little while ago, he was in his bed with a shirt on with this on and no underwear, which he's not allowed to run around without underwear. As you can probably tell, um, it's not good for adults. It's not good for kids. Um, it's just not what you do. So uh, I had to get on to him about that. But in a weird way, it was kind of cute because he obviously is in love with this this outfit. So um, I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen tomorrow. I think it's going to be very cool. And uh, maybe next Saturday we'll we'll talk about <laughs> what happened. Hopefully nothing uh criminally insane happens um maybe it's just all fun so we'll see so the jewel the nugget the jugget for today is going to be um and this is probably more for you older kids or people um whenever you get married and you are in a disagreement as to how you should handle something family related and 
your partner, your wife, your your husband, your spouse is on a, a different plane, so to speak, as you know what what they believe than you. Um, you have to come to a compromise. And so, what I've been doing for the past ten years is, you know, we've come to a compromise. We would not um, do Halloween per se, um, but this year um, I decided that it need there needed to be a compromise. The kids needed to experience something. And so it's not Halloween. It's not October. It's not pagan. It's for charity. It's for a good cause. Um, my wife is not excited about it. I think she has taken some joy in what our son is doing, what our daughter is doing, but, um, overall she's, she's not into it, but, um, a little bit of compromise here. Um, and you got to know when to fight your, your battles and, you know, <laughs> what is a, is a good thing to argue with. Um, and it's really not for me. It's really for the kids. I, I, I can't stress that enough. It's really something that I wanted the kids to experience and have that joy of being able to walk around in a really cool costume and, and get candy, get rewarded for it. None of the uh, evil spiritual pagan traditions that people could say um, just good, clean fun. So um, trick or treat in the heat, look it up. I don't know if there's uh it's in your neighborhood or anything else like that, but um, it's pretty cool. You can do it during uh, summertime, the fall, autumn, whatever, before it gets too cold. Kids really enjoy it. Um, and plus, you know, Right now, it's a great time to get out there and get costumes and candy because it's, I wouldn't say it's cheap, but there's plenty of stuff out there and you're kind of ahead of the curb. So that part is really cool. So trick or treat in the heat, look it up wherever you're at. Um, if you're not into that sort of thing, no big deal. But the jugged takeaway for here is compromise and sometimes fight a battle that uh, your kids really need to have you fought. Um, have you fight rather, <laughs> I think they'll enjoy it unless something miserable happens to him. And then they come back and said, daddy, it's all your fault. And then I'll be like, well, I already said it. So speaking of compromises, um, I'm going to talk po politics for, for a moment. <clears throat> I really never thought I would, uh, talk about politics on here or really come to, a good conclusion as to what a political conference or, or speech would be uh, for this show. And, and I'm going to keep it light. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to drop a, a bunch of stuff, but I am going to tell you why I don't really believe in talking about politics <clears throat> and keep it kind of lighthearted and just straight, straight to the truth. Um, I, I don't think that you can put people into two categories. I don't think you can put them into essentially what my father told me was salt and pepper. And so the salt and pepper speech is, is basically this. If you take all the good and evil out of the world, you, you take the, hypothetically the two holiest men in the world um, and not for any, any uh, order of importance, but just hypothetically speaking, and this is just random stuff. Let's take the Pope and the Dalai Lama. So two worldwide religious figures and uh let's say let's say that they are the last two people left over in the world nothing else exists um 
these just two people here and, and that's it. So, um, at some point one will become evil. Now, <laughs> how do you get there from, you know, being the two holiest people in the world, hypothetically? And the reason is this. So it's, it's the compare and contrast. So salt and pepper, essentially they are not the same thing, but without any kind of comparison between the two, the pepper always ends up being the, uh, the, the spicier part of it. And the salt is more of the, uh, I don't know, I guess we could say good. So in the, in the choice of the, uh, the Pope and the Dalai Lama, um, things will, will come to a, a very, um, how should I say, like a very nitpicking type of scenario as to what's good and what's bad. So if they're both good and they both do good things and they both walk in the garden and help each other out and, and they're kind to animals and, you know, they do wonderful things. That's great. But over a long enough timeline, one of them will do something that the other one doesn't like, or hypothetically isn't great to other people observing or, or whatever. Maybe the Pope farts or maybe the, the, <laughs> the Dalai Lama belches, um, you know, one of these things is going to drive a wedge between the two and one is, is going to take on that role of good and evil. Um, and realistically, I, I don't know why I bring that up into politics, but I, I, I find that whole kind of scenario just, it's laughable. It, it has some, some educational purposes to it, but can you imagine taking everybody in the world right now and putting them into two different categories? One being black, one being white, one salt and pepper, um, you know, one salt, one pepper, one blue, one green, you know, pick something um, and, and put them into these two categories. Now, just in my house, um, I could not think <laughs> of who would be in what category. I mean, hypothetically, I could put the me, myself and Conan into the boy category, my wife and my daughter into the girl category. Uh, but, but, you know, that's just talking about anatomy. Um, it's not talking about personality and, and personality wise, I think and beliefs and everything, we're all different. Um, you know, in, in that same parable of the salt and pepper, you, you squeeze all this down into my house and all four of us are different. Um, we have some shared traits, but, um, we are incredibly diverse. And to say that, you know, you're a Republican, you're a Democrat. Oops, I did say something. But anyway, we'll just keep going on. Uh, but you're you're one thing or another, conservative, liberal, um, or, or, or this religion or, or that religion or whatever. It, it, it's so difficult to say. Uh, people in America, at least, are, are so diverse. There's so many cultures here from every country in the world, just about. Um, different people, different traditions. Um, and you know, this traditions mix, the cultures mix, the people mix. Um, it, it becomes really just finite type of stuff. It's almost like a Lego. <laughs> it's like a Lego puzzle. Um, you know, you buy one particular kit and it has all these different pieces. Well, when you buy, you know, a hundred different pieces and you mix it all together, you come up with something unique. It's, it's not, you know, a particular kid anymore. It's, it's whatever the creator has made it. And that's what we are. We're, we're all unique. We're, we're independent. We're special. We're different. Um, to be able to say, you know, 
all these people over here believe this and all these people over here believe that. And to lump yourself into that is, is, is kind of ignorance. So what am I saying? So as not being your father, what I want you to do is to not be so dependent on other people to figure out who you are. You are who you are. Um, you have to discover that for yourself. You cannot go out and buy, um, your identity. You could maybe, I mean, but if, if that's what you want, if you want to become a particular thing or, or, or ideal or whatever, that's fine, but leave it to yourself to, to figure out who you are and, and what you want to be. And it kind of goes to the saying to the iron, thine own self be true. And I think that you should, you should endeavor to try to be yourself because life is short and depending on what you believe there may or may not be an afterlife and you would hate to waste the time that you have here on earth, um, by, by doing something that is not happy. It doesn't please you. That is, um, something different. And, um, things like Facebook and social media, um, they're kind of polarizers. They will turn people to one thing or another. And it seems like everything I read is, you know, you're either, you're either this or you're that. And, um, I don't even think I'm in the middle. I think I'm, you know, (laughs) way off somewhere else, um, with my own beliefs and that sort of thing. Um, I even make a joke. Um, I'm not going to tell that joke. No, I just can't do it. But um, so the jugget here is to to be yourself, find yourself and uh, be yourself. And if you need to change, if you want to change, change, do it. You don't have to stay one particular thing. Um, keep an open mind. Um, see what the world and other people have to offer you. Um, you know, at some point, maybe you'll you'll never want to change your mind about certain things. Um, I know I do some on some things. Um, I really like breakfast. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever change. Um, that seems like it's such a small thing to be so concerned with, but, um, man, I tell you what, I love breakfast food. Like you did for lunch, breakfast, dinner, um, anytime, anywhere. Um, that's me. And I don't think that'll ever change. And, <laughs> I still have an open mind. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll be a dinner for breakfast kind of person or something like that. But um, so far that hasn't happened. A dessert for breakfast. I can get along with that. So like breakfast, I love video games. Um, I don't play a lot of them anymore. I'm, I'm pretty busy, busy <laughs> being a dad. Um, you know, working and taking care of the family and and all the things that are in between all that. I used to play video games a lot. Um, it was, it was kind of my form of entertainment, but, um, you know, I would, I would burn through four, five, six, seven, eight games a year, maybe more depending on what it was. Um, uh, I was subscribed to things like Gamefly. I don't even know if they do that anymore or, or, or various different things. And um, that's what I did. And uh, I really don't do that anymore. I play like maybe one to two games a year on average, like buy a new game or, 
or whatever. And, um, some of them seem to fall within the same category. Um, my daughter plays Minecraft. I used to play Minecraft quite a bit. And whenever she was little, she would watch me play Minecraft and she would tell me what to do. She'd be like, daddy, get two sheep, get that pig. <laughs> a little pig, not, not a policeman. Um, <laughs> that sort of stuff. And, uh, she was really, really into it. Now she, she plays Minecraft a lot. She watches videos on YouTube about Minecraft. We've even talked about doing a YouTube channel that is, you know, things that she plays or, or whatever. And, uh, it, it's, it's been pretty cool to, to see her come about to be kind of a gamer. Um, I don't think she, I think she watches more stuff about games than she does playing them, but that's okay. Um, I've been playing a handful of different games over the past year. Um, I'm a big fallout person. I love fallout. Um, I played fallout four for about a year and a half. I, I just recently kind of stopped playing it. Uh, can't wait to for fallout 76. Um, really really gonna be into that um the day it, it comes out officially i will probably take that day off in a couple of days and that's kind of what i did for the last release um i'm i'm really big into that assassin's creed i, I was really big into that too um the uh the last one the origins was was really good some of the other ones really made me upset um with all the bugs and other various different things but um Fallout is probably my game of choice. It just <laughs> speaks to me. Uh, I've also been playing Destiny. Destiny is a, it's like a sci-fi Call of Duty-ish MMO, whatever. Um, it also makes me pretty upset sometimes. Um, oh, there you go. Good example of loud right there. Um it, the, probably the uh, probably this the reason why it makes me mad is is the same reason that Fallout or I'm sorry not Fallout Call of Duty made me mad the uh, the uh, player versus player PvP is always just a a nightmare it's you have to get down with the meta when I say the meta you know the uh, what the latest builds are and, and that sort of stuff and, and so essentially people data mine you know what what's better, what's that sort of stuff. And essentially exploit the game. Um, you don't have the organic nature of, you know, like finding something that works and, you know, yeah, it, it just kind of goes with, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you, you, you for the, with the meta builds, you just go out there and find the, the top players, you find out what they're running. And usually these are the people that they've made a career out of it. Um, you know, maybe they're older, maybe they're younger, um, you know, but, but this is what they do all day, every day. And for a casual player like me who might put in one, two hours a, a week, if that, um, it gets a little frustrating. And, um, yeah, I think the, uh, <laughs> the, the biggest thing that you have to watch out for is, um, you know, games like destiny or, or other stuff that will tell you that they'll match make you with similar players. That's crap. They don't, they throw you in there with just any old person. Um, and, and I get it, you know, 
like for for me living in Alaska, there's not that many people playing Destiny, so you have to get thrown into these matches with these people. Um, maybe they're Asia Pacific, maybe they're North America, maybe they're Japan or Korea or something like that. Um, and you, 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 it's yeah. The odds are never in your favor. Um, you may get lucky, and you may not. Um, but anyway, um, that, that is one of the reasons why I like the uh, the idea of Fallout seventy six. Fallout seventy six, you can play with people that you like, um, and if there's people that you don't like, you can not play with them, even though it's all MMO online kind of deal. Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to. But um, yeah. Games are great. Games are good. Let our never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say something bad there too. Well, that's it for another episode of You're Not My Father. I am Brando Greenman. It has been my pleasure telling you about the nightmares and <laughs> trials and tribulations that my kids wreck upon me and that I somehow have to deal with and clean up and feel better about at the end of the day. I hope that you enjoyed this. Um, we are on Facebook. Check us out at You're Not My Father. Um, we're also this podcast is also on anchor um google podcast spotify and many more coming to uh the neck of the woods and part of the world that you're in uh like comment subscribe uh do all the stuff that um lets us know that you care about us and if you really like uh, the show if you have any comments suggestions or just general feedback please let me know because if there's something that you want to hear me talk about um or get us to dive into uh love to hear it anyway we'll see you next time have a good one